Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Conservative Talk with your host, world's most charming, elegant, handsome, and yet extraordinarily humble man, Chris Chella. Uh, guys, happy to be with you guys uh, as a host on Major League Liberty. Tonight I have a very special guest. That's right. We have a full one-hour interview with the New York Times best-selling author and free speech activist, Milo Yiannopoulos. Before I begin the interview, I just want to let everyone watching know about my special promotion. I will be giving away a $50 Amazon gift card once I hit 200 subscribers on Periscope and or YouTube. So go ahead and take advantage of that. Full disclosure, this is not a major major league liberty giveaway. giveaway. This is a special promotion that I am running independently. But with all of that out of the way, let's get into my one-on-one -on -one with Milo. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, so joining me right now is free speech advocate, New York Times best-selling author, and the most dangerous person on the internet, Milo Yiannopoulos. Milo, it's truly an honor better, to have you. Much better introduction than I normally get. You know, there's all kinds of terrible things people normally do, but you, you, thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And as I told you before, you were one of the people who inspired me to really get into the political arena and quite honestly, be the best person I can be and to never be a victim. Those are some of the lessons that I really learned from you. So with that, I appreciate that. So with that, welcome Milo and uh, let's get right into it. In my opinion and the opinion of many others, you helped Trump immensely with the younger vote. Uh, you did the dangerous faggot tour, almost always interrupted in some form or fashion, whether it was kids storming the stage, my personal favorite, pouring red paint on themselves, and of course, yeah. uh, the infamous Berkeley debacle where the students attempted to burn down a Starbucks and throw Molotov cocktails through windows. So my question yeah. to you, Milo, is why do you think the left has so much animosity, vitriol towards you and why they will not seem to rest until you are completely deplatformed and silenced? Well, uh, there's a very simple answer to that. But before I get to it, a few things people never really noticed um, or don't know, which I found entertaining. The uh, the red paint on their faces, which I still to this day no one's explained to me if it was supposed to be menstrual blood or whatever. Don't know, don't want to know. Ew. But do you know that the person responsible, the ringleader, the girl who who was the one kind of yelling and smearing her face, she was given um, an, a, a dignity award, an award for dignity specifically by the president of Rutgers about six months after that. It it is it is heavily hinted for that. So it's just this just just goes to show you know they 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 are so they they the left is beyond doubling down. They are into this weird Krypton factor Kafka esque universe where if you debase yourself, you get a dignity award. It's like, you know it's it's absolutely amazing. So um and and another thing is when they burned down the town in Berkeley and I don't no, this was never publicized enough because everybody was so embarrassed by it and so journalists didn't cover it but. You know, they did $100,000 worth of damage to UC Berkeley itself. They did half a million dollars worth of damage to downtown Berkeley, which is always left out of the press reports. And the best, I mean, it was a night of horror, obviously, awful. But um, the, the, the thing that didn't get reported, the, the greatest photograph that was taken was somebody had, uh, had spray painted an A with a ring around it above a Wells Fargo cash machine, uh, ATM, right? And the ATM had been kind of smashed up. And above it, there was the anarchist A, and next to it, they'd written "Democrats, you're next." Um, and it just, you know, and no one's ever heard that. Every time I tell this story, no one's ever heard it because nobody seems to realize that it's just like, once we've done these guys, we're coming for you after that because the Democrats are just, you know, are just a different kind of, of bad to you guys. And so it was very funny to me to watch the organs of civil society and all of the uh, journalists in the, in, the, in the respectable mainstream kind of making excuses for Antifa and finding ways to slander me. I'm like, do you, 
do you realize what they're going to do to you after they're done with us? And this is exactly the same problem, of course, that many of us on the right have with our own side and all the rest of it. Anyway, the answer to your question um, is joy and happiness. There are plenty of very effective and good uh, people on the right. Most of my friends, you know, Laura Loomer, I, I, she's crackers. She's completely bonkers, but I love her to death. And I bow to nobody in my appreciation and, and affection for Laura, but she is mental. The thing that she sometimes lacks, that I always try to remind her, is a smile. She can sometimes be a little bit too furious and a little bit too, like, I mean, the autism is very strong with that one. She's like, you know, she's, she's, she's wonderful, but she is like a, a male autist. And the thing I try to remember, every, try to remind everybody is nothing annoys authoritarians and tyrants um, like the sound of laughter. The one thing they can't control is you laughing at them. They can make they can make you pretend that you believe all kinds of things to hold down your job, but they can't stop that involuntary giggle when you when it, when it, when hypocrisy or absurdity or ludicrousness is drawn to your attention and you just can't help but laugh at them. And I think the reason they hate me more than they hate anybody else is I kind of gave America license to laugh. Before that, people were terrified of feminism. They were terrified of saying the wrong thing, getting fired. They were terrified, you know, they didn't even know if it was okay to talk to other guys about, you know, the, the insane excesses of this wage gap mythology, of the uh, campus rape mythology. I think the reason they hate me more than they, they hate anybody else, with the exception of the president, is that I made it okay to laugh at them, and they cannot handle it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, the the and the the wage gap and um, and you know the campus rape. I think one in four women on a college campus would be would be raped. <laughs> that's, that's the Congo. Yeah, as you pointed that's out, yeah, it's, that would be more I, dangerous I, than the con living in the Congo, I, where rape is used I mean, as a weapon of war. I mean, it, right. And this is like 2015 stuff. But but yeah, I mean, it's just like and this. And this is what I was talking about when those lovely young ladies were smearing their faces with red, uh, red paint, you know. I, and, and of course, by the way, wealthy kids at a good college who were smearing their faces with paint, throwing the paint around the room. And who did I see at the end of the night after the audience had been sent out? And I was there with, with the, stu the students who had invited me and the security guys and all the rest of it. Who did I see? A black, yeah, a, black, a black janitor dutifully mopping up the crap from these spoiled white liberal brats and that is the real face of of the of, of american campus resistance is you know is, is uh myopic white liberals making life terrible for everybody but especially in and in, in, in particular making life awful for the for the exact people they say they're sticking up for whether it's women blacks whatever they don't, I mean, they make my life terrible, fine. Yes, of course they have, whatever. But my life is still all right. But the, but it, this site will never leave me. And this was the, this was actually, this was the site. This was the genesis of the whole talk. Because Rockers, I don't know if you remember, was the first big time this happened you know, in a spectacular way. And I got to tell you, the sight of that janitor trudging in, because it wasn't the first time, you know, trudging in and just pulling out his mop and then scrubbing the doors where they'd left red handprints, you know, this guy who was probably, I don't know, he, was, he looked like he was in his 50s or his 60s. So he was working not because he wanted to, but because he had to on God knows how few dollars per hour, just dutifully scrubbing the, the, the doors of this red paint that these brats had left. That was the day I decided that I was going to tour American campuses because I, it, I just, when I saw that, it just it lit a fire inside me and it just made me feel so furious. And I mean, it was absurd and it was funny, but it was also, it also just made me mad. Yeah, well, well, thank you for deciding to do that because, yeah, as I said before, I think it played a huge role uh, with young voters, um, really swaying them in the right well, direction. Well, the Trump campaign said so. They, they were, I mean, off the record, obviously, they told me um, I was one of the seven people who put him in office, which was very nice. Them. I don't know if that's true. Probably is. Um, so they, they, uh, they were very kind about it after the fact. So no, no, it's, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I did it. I'm not hugely happy with him at the moment, but I'm glad I did it anyway. Right. Right. Okay, so um, I want to move on to um, a clip that was played, um, the audio from an episode of Rant Nation with Graham Allen, where Ben Shapiro, of all people, calls you out specifically as, quote-unquote, uh, not a conservative voice. Um, let me play this real mm -hmm. quick. Mm -hmm. Oops. This. So speaking about First Amendment... There has been a lot of attacks here recently against conservative voices uh, on social media platforms. Now, I don't agree with a lot of 
much of anything that Alex Jones says, but Alex Jones is one, uh, Paul Joseph Watson, Milo Yiannopoulos, and even James Woods right now, I believe, is still currently uh, suspended on Twitter. If we truly believe in the First Amendment and we truly believe in freedom of speech, doesn't that apply to everyone, not just the people that believe the same thing that you do? So, obviously, First Amendment principles suggest that we should all be in favor of more voices, not fewer voices. I also do want to clarify, as you say, you know, these are people sort of characterize these all as conservative voices. Milo Yiannopoulos is not a conservative. Alex Correct. Jones is Correct. not a conservative. Yes. These, are, these are, at best, anti-left voices, but because they are anti- Okay. Um, so what, what is your response to, to, to little Ben, well, to little Benjamin? Well, uh, I mean, you know, you cannot save America. You cannot save Western civilization with atheists and Jews because they don't under, really understand or appreciate what underpins all of it. And it isn't free speech or democracy or property rights or capitalism or, you know, our affinity for various Middle Eastern states. Um, it is Christianity. It's Absolutely. Jesus, it's God, Absolutely. it's Christ. Uh, and the reason that Ben doesn't understand why I'm conservative is that he doesn't understand the root of everything I do is Christian. He doesn't really understand Christianity. Um, he's, what he fails to understand is, is that his, his beloved uh, cons uh, conservative principles that he thinks just appeared out of nowhere in Europe in the 17 and 1800s and that America has refined and perfected, well, they didn't just pop out of nowhere. These aren't enlightenment values. You know, the things that he likes were, didn't come about because we set Christianity aside. The stuff he likes about, about America happened because of Christianity and are impossible without it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a Judeo-Christian culture. We have a Christian culture Absolutely. in the West. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm Jewish. My mom is Jewish. My dad is, you know, is, is, is not. And I was raised Catholic. So, you know, I consider myself Catholic, but I have a little bit of a, a toe, let's say, not a full foot, but a toe in those waters. Um, you know, I, I've many, uh, Jew, I have Jewish investors, you know, I have Jewish friends. I talk at David Horowitz's thing every year. You know, this is, this is not born out of any kind of religious animosity because we're all people of the book after all. Um, we should be brothers and sisters in all of this, but the fact is, the reality is truthfully, this is not Judeo Christianity. This is Christianity and Christianity is where all the stuff Ben Shapiro likes best comes from. Um, the, you know, the individual, he would think of it in terms of, you know, uh, equal rights before the law. That comes from the Christian uh, innovation of people having individual worth in the first place because they're created in the image of God, you know, in the likeness of, of, of God. Right. Um, it doesn't exist before Christianity in Europe in the Middle Ages, and it doesn't exist in now, today, in places in, in the world that don't have Christianity. It still doesn't. Um, you know, and if, the, and if the West were Jewish instead of Christian, it wouldn't. You know? So it, 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 the, the things that he most values, he simply doesn't know where they come from because he hasn't read enough history books. Uh, or if he had, has, he's read the wrong ones. Because if he were to actually look at the contents of my body of work, whether it is my college speeches or my books or my columns, he would see a few red threads. And one of them is, uh, one of them is, a, is, a, is a commitment to beauty, to the absolute standards of beauty, right? To, to, a, to an objective notion of beauty not some kind of uh, weird relativist idea of it that, that we're now wandering into with these tranny magazine covers right, but right, right, um right. but object let's, let's say in its most trivial well no it's important actually let's say objective beauty standards for men and women yes over the ages the quote-unquote perfect female figure has got a little larger a little smaller a little larger but it's never been it's never amy, been obese, it's never been right? amy schumer uh you know never, uh, beached never, whale uh, yeah no one in the history of human civilization has ever found that sexually attractive because mm -hmm. it isn't yes oh. fine you know this is the fecundity and curves you know come and go and there's obviously a cultural component you know there's, there's certain uh, certain racial groups uh, thanks to culture have you know and, and thanks of course to genetic uh, the gifts of genetic uh, uh whatever uh, you know, have different preferences. I'm uh, I'm part Greek, and like the Armenians, we have big bottoms. You know, so I have I have a bit of a Kim Kardashian down there, which is why you know, the, which which fortunately dovetails quite nicely with the kind of men I'm attracted to because they like that. So you know, the, the, there's, there's a combination of genetic and cultural elements in all of this. But my point is that the the objective beauty standards for men and women fundamentally don't really change that much um, across cultures and across and because and, and that you know the, the idea of objective beauty and beauty standards aspirational glamour that's something i spoke about all the time uh, that's something i've spoken about for years um i don't truly believe that he's pro-life um because i don't know where that pro-life position comes from since it can only really come from christianity i don't know of a there's no good argument 
you know, that doesn't also require you to ultimately accept Christianity. Yeah. For, for, Jesus for, and I, God. They, yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they just, they just kind of isn't. I don't really believe it. I think it's something that he adopted at the beginning of his career when he could have sort of had to, you know. He realized, yeah, but, that was what conservatives like. Right, so, but, yeah, I got to like but, that. Check, you know, it's kind of I, like I, check in a box. I, I, I suspect so. And if you look at the ludicrous contortions he's gone through to take himself from a neocon to some kind of libertarian that he is now to sort of warp himself around what he thinks young people want to hear in the age of Trump, it's, it's, it's odious. It's ugly and it's odious and it's opportunistic and it's bullshit. But the point is that I, I on the other hand, have been ruthlessly and ruggedly consistent throughout all of it through us for as long as I've had a career. And I think yeah. that's one of the things he doesn't like very much because um, possibly because it makes him feel some, some degree of shame. Um, if, if somebody who is, as a result of deeply held religious convictions, ferociously pro-life, if that person is also in favor of the smallest imaginable possible government without, you know, things falling into anarchy, if that person understands that the nuclear family, mom, dad, and kids is the essential building block, not just of, of local communities, but of, of civilization more generally. If somebody um, is is uh, is deeply skeptical of the um, horrors of the LGBT movement and gay rights, if somebody is constantly standing up for the family and traditional um, uh, gender uh, roles and in resistance to feminism, if somebody believes in free speech, if somebody believes in everybody's right to own a gun and to protect themselves, uh, you know, should should there be an intruder on their property, you should be allowed to shoot them. These are all things that I believe. He knows that I believe all of these things. How is it possible for him to to then claim he's not a conservative voice? It's 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 pure jeal. I I think it's jealousy and just yeah, just what? you know, just spite. You know, just spiteful little. He's a spiteful little creature. You know, it's, it's just like I can't wrap my. Like, okay, what more would I have to? This is like that kind of like you know, how can I be racist? Like I'm married to black guy, my best friend's black, and I find that quite compelling argument. It's like, well, if that doesn't persuade you, what would? You know. Right. And all the stuff that I believe and have consistently believed for as long as I have existed, if that doesn't present, what, what, so if, if, if I basically check off more of the, of the Republican checklist than he does, and I do, if I check off more of those things than he does, and that's still not good enough, what's the standard? For a concern, yeah, exactly, exactly. And do I, uh, he doesn't, have, I don't think he ever has a real answer to that. He really means I should be politer. Should I be Jewish? Should I be a neocon? What is the bit of the puzzle that I'm missing that right. in his eyes yeah. would qualify me as, well, as it happens, I am Jewish. Uh, I just, uh, but, 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 but what is it that's missing? Am I, no, no, is it, should, do, do, am I not sufficiently conservative? Because, I mean, even Israel, for God's sake, I'm like, I'm, and this gets me in trouble with some of my own fan base. I'm total Zionist, you know, and, and mostly it is antagonism to Islam, probably driving it, to be, to be completely honest, but, but um, I'm very, I'm ferociously pro-Israel, I'm, I'm a total Zionist, and some people who like me on every other subject hate that about me, I don't care, it, it is what it is, and I don't tailor myself for different audiences, I'm even sound on that, what more could he possibly want? Yeah. Like, I cannot work out what the thing is that I'm missing that will that will finally allow my uh, finally allow me entry to the club. What have I do? What have I been doing wrong all these years? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's uh, yeah, born out of like I said, jealousy and spite. So uh, let's move on. Uh, and his voice, by the way, is just so irritating. Listening to him on the radio is like I, I would send someone to hell for torture, uh, like you yeah. know, as a torture. Um, just well, let well, it play no, no, over this, and over. Again. In in in. Um, in fascist and uh, communist dictatorships all around the world, there are two things that they um, that they use. They reserve it for the the, for the very worst um, offenders. You know, people who have uh, molested children, who have raped, who have murdered. You know what those two things are? Well, for, for, first of all, they will uh, sub, uh, they will subject them to women's soccer. You have to see. You know, they have like the, the, they, you know, they, they, <laughs> they have the they you know the, the clockwork orange like you know eyes yeah, full full <laughs> open yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes of women's football, um, and if that doesn't work, they, they 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 turn on the Daily Wire YouTube channel, and that that gets that, that honestly, if they weren't going to tell you where the bombs were planted before that, 10 minutes of Ben Shapiro, and they're squealing like a stuck pig. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. So you are set to be the Grand Marshal of the Straight Pride Parade. Uh, set to play set. To 
uh, to take place later this summer in Massachusetts. I watched the live stream you did with the founders, um, and uh, it was very enjoyable and informative. I do want to ask you for the audience why you feel you're right for the position, and more importantly, uh, describe the parade. You, you described the parade as a gift to anyone, male or female, black or white, gay, and transgender allies too, who will stand with us and celebrate the wonder and the majesty of God's own heterosexuality. So, what can we expect this to look like? How beautifully like? phrased! How beautifully phrased! Am I, um, uh, I should be a writer. <laughs> I they, they had a bit of a, tr a scheduling issue with the previous mascot of the parade. Uh, in fact, a cease and desist Brad. lawyer uh, <laughs> a letter came from the lawyers of uh, of, of one Brad Pitt. Um, and so, uh, you know, they, they, they said, OK, well, fair enough. Uh, they, so they were looking for somebody younger and more handsome and more in tune with the heroic masculine virtues that straight pride is, is, is all about. Uh, so I, I graciously said that I would that I would, uh, you know, su suffer the, the great in, uh, inconvenience of appearing as uh, as mascot and, and grand marshal. The, the, it, it is funny and it is satirical, the concept of it, obviously. But it's also serious, and it's based on, um, I think, a way that a lot of men in this country are feeling. And what are you drinking? What is that? Root beer. Root beer. I knew it. I've, I've been trying to remember because we don't have this in England, and I remember drinking something from a can that looked like that and finding it was delicious, and I couldn't remember what it was. That's oh, that's like you know I've, I've got like six mysteries in my head at any one time of things that I, I couldn't. I, the other thing was the other day was um, that amazing. Honestly, America is the greatest country in the history of human civilization for no other reason than the food. The, that dessert, when you, when you have Oreos and the and the gummy worms, you know, like the dirt thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what that yeah, is? yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Do you know what it's like to be like nearly thirty-five years old and to have never encountered that, and to come to a country like this and suddenly be like, "What is this?" That's, yeah, <gasps> anyway, I mean, it must have been a magical experience i mean no uh, no well, and i and i have them every day this country is absolutely magnificent for stuff like that anyway root beer thank you i'm gonna remember that um sorry uh <laughs> no worries oh yeah, yeah, straight pride straight of course pride, it yeah. is that's how my brain is <laughs> satirical and of course but it also is serious because a lot of men are feeling this way they're thinking about this they're they're, they're feeling as though the jobs market is architected against them with all these silly quotas and affirmative action and all the rest of it. And they're right about all those things. They're right that this campus rate culture is, bonk is bonkers and nonsense. No wage gap, blah, 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 blah. Notice, haven't you, by the way, how the left has gone a bit quiet on that since I basically blew them out of the water on all those subjects. And they've just sort of moved on to other wars as they, they've never admitted they got it wrong. They've just sort of stopped bringing it up as much. Of you know? course. But well, this, they never admit this, they wait. get anything wrong. They just move I, on and pretend it never uh, happened. Yeah. America, you're welcome. Uh, so... <laughs> But, but but a lot of this stuff is still ingrained. They might not talk about it on CNN, but um, but, they, but it is nonetheless ingrained in the structures of you know the job now of the jobs market, of media, of, of, of the academy, and all the rest of it. And men now, Gen Z, um, who are our great hope, the Zoomers, our great hope, are now growing up, and and they're experiencing the consequences of 30, 40 years of unchallenged feminism, uh, and it's horrible. You know where men can just be be blown apart for life by a single unsubstantiated delegation or where they don't get a job even though they're more qualified than another applicant because they've got the wrong skin color. This is bonkers. This is crazy. This is really bad stuff. The reason that I say that I, which also, this is the other thing that upsets people about my positions in addition to the Israel stuff um, sometimes is, is, is the, reason, the reason I say I'm pro-reparations for slavery is not because I think that white people deserve to pay for things they didn't do. But because there is obviously a legacy in America of, of uh, in, in the black community that is yet to be resolved. And it is a result, I think, of Democrat malevolence and Republican ignorance. Um, you know, I think Republicans just haven't given it SHI, whatever. I don't know. Can I swear on this? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Republicans just don't give a shit, uh, and Democrats will use and abuse, right? So I think Republicans have been ignorant and, and have left, uh, have, have just not cared. And Democrats have just been, you know, malevolent demons. And the end result is many generations later, things sort of almost aren't better in places like Chicago. So the reason I say that I, I'm happy with that is, is not because I, I want uh, I want people to be handed out, you know, cash. It's because I want good schools. You know, I want I want for there to be a world class school in every crappy black neighborhood. You know, it gets me in a lot of trouble as well. Um, there are pockets of this country where people feel as though they've had a raw deal and they're right. And, and blacks are one of them, and the, the blame can be laid at the door of the Democrats. Men are another. 
and the blame for them is, you know, is, is fairly laid at the door of the entire establishment now. And, and the reason the straight pride thing matters is that this is a group that comprises just under half the population, which now has almost no cultural power whatsoever. Look at how outraged, you know, the, the, the queens and princesses of the media were just, just by announcing it, just the idea of it. They didn't, they didn't laugh along and say, you know what, that is kind of funny. They went mad about it and they tried to inject race in it. You've got Whoopi Goldberg on The View who's saying, oh, this is just a bunch of straight white men. They never mentioned race. No, they never mentioned no, anything. No, they never mentioned race. No. They didn't even mention men. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or gender. But, they just said heterosexual individuals and people who are gay and LGBT. I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah. absurd. And uh, I just want to read this, this tweet from Chris Evans. He said uh, in response oh, to the Captain LGBT, America. It's yeah, America. yeah, it really upsets me because I'm a huge Avengers fan. And this is his penance. This is his penance. He's paying for being Captain America. You know, this is it. This is this is no. This is the cost. You know, this always happens when are these hypermasculine. Like Chris, Chris Hemsworth is the same. He plays Thor, and his penance that he has, that he has to do, the, the the apology that he has to do for it, is to do two movies where Thor's an idiot, and then do Ghostbusters. And the new Men in Black, both yeah, which, of, was, both of which I just plays watched, a was garbage. Bumbling moron yeah. against some, you know, strong the woman strong, of color. Yeah, uh, um, uh, Tessa uh, Thompson, yeah, who's you know, useless, uh, unfunny, talentless, yeah. pointless, and she's um, the script is awful. And his entire role in the movie is just to be like slightly out of date dinosaur kind of uselessness. Oh my god! But this is penance, you know. This is what this is Chris Evans. This is the cost of being Captain America. Is Chris Evans has to do shit like this? Yeah. He says, anyway, you read it. He says, wow, cool initiative, fellas. Just a thought. Instead of straight pride parade, how about this? The desperately trying to bury our own gay thoughts by being homophobic because no one taught us how to access our emotions as children parade. What do you think? Two on the nose? Uh, what, a, what a dickhead. Well, I mean, just, God. What the, what the, what, what, to, to understand why the left behaves like they do, and whoever wrote those tweets for him thinks like she does, <laughs> is that um, she, yeah, they're, right. they're often, often, often generalizing from the particular, right? So, so um, they, they, they project a lot and they see in you what they hate in themselves. And one of the things that, that I think that many of these leftist activists know deep down is that a lot of their beliefs come from their own dysfunction, unhappiness, and misery. Social justice warriors, certainly, especially the people who want to legislate how others have sex, I have never, every social justice warrior, every radical feminist you've ever seen in your life who's preaching all this consent garbage goes home and wants to be held down and ruined. They all have these dirty BDSM fantasies uh, at night and in the daytime scream blue murder when a man like, you know, is manspreading, mansplaining, manslamming, you know, manslamming on the sidewalk. But they go home and they want to be abused like brutally. This all this is all dad stuff. And, and I've never met a social justice warrior. I've never met one of these radical feminists who does not have uh, some dirty, sadomasochistic, uh, secret sexual life while preaching to others about how, you know, uh, while, while, while scrubbing the daylight of any kind of sexuality whatsoever, they're indulging in the most, you know, appalling and weird and, and messed up stuff, you know, or, or levels of degeneracy that are practically homosexual um, at night. Honestly, this is from dysfunction, and they know this. The so when irony, they, you know. <laughs> well, no, but it's, it's not irony. It, 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 it's, it's etiology. This is where this stuff comes from. But they know that. So when they see something on the other side, they just assume that anything that anyone on, believes on the other side must also be from some other kind of dysfunction. And if you look at the way that part of the reason that, that feminist women, you know, the Kavanaugh thing happened, all the rest of it, Democrat women think that the rest of us are like their men. They think that we are all like Bill Clinton and Anthony Weiner and Harvey Weinstein. The actual abusers and rapists right. and, and mess ups and, and horror shows are all Democrats. Yeah. The Me Too movement was started because of Harvey Weinstein and, and, and a bunch of Democrats. There was no, I mean. But they think, but they the... think we're all like them. Yeah. Exactly. So when you see a belief, they, um, they chalk it up to dysfunction because that's how they came to their beliefs. And when they want to, uh, and when they talk about men, and they say, you know, uh, masculinity is so fragile, kill all white men, all the rest of it, they're, they're, they're imagining that Democrat men represent all men. Actually, Democrat men are the worst of men. And, and so I, why I always say, um, when you hear someone describe himself, uh, describe themselves as a male feminist, you can start the clock on the rape charge. The reason for that 
it, it, it is it is an immutable <laughs> law of the universe, right? The reason for that is that men drawn to feminism, I mean, it's one of two things. Either they're just lying about it to get laid, or they're some kind of sexual deviant, and they're using it as cover. This is what pedophiles do when they go into the priesthood. They go into a so-called chaste uh, environment in which they know there's no oversight and people turn a blind eye to everything so they can get away with horrors, right? This is what Democrat men are doing. This is what actors, this is what Chris Evans is doing. Who knows what his kink is? But I've lived in Beverly Hills and I've dated people who have, have been very deeply embedded in that world. I, have, I, I know many people from it and I have friends who I can never identify in public because they'll lose their careers who are right. very, very faint. And they are all like sexual kinksters without exception. Like, there's almost, almost nobody in Hollywood doesn't have something a bit wrong with their sex life. And these are, yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm not talking about him in, 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 in specifics, but, but, but just, just Hollywood more generally. And these are the people who are legislating, who are, who are, who are condescending to the rest of us. Yeah. These men who Pre have the time's up yeah. hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and every single one of them has done something fucking heinous. Um, and as time goes by, we find out more and more about what those things really are. Uh, so, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not so much, um, it, it's not so much even hypocrisy really as just understanding where irrational beliefs come from, which is very often not as a product of reason, because if you did use, if you applied reason, you would not be able to arrive at a social justice conclusion right, because, they because don't, the facts don't reason support. doesn't exist in their world. Yeah. I mean, they live in a, you know, the way I, the, the, I think the most accurate way to put it is you cannot in good faith argue your way to a social justice conclusion. As one, something has to be wrong. Either your facts are wrong or your logic is wrong. You can take a couple of facts that are true and use messed up logic and arrive at a social justice conclusion, mm -hmm. or you can take facts that are wrong, apply logic to them, and get to the wrong place, or wrong facts and wrong reasoning, or you just don't bother and you just hate men, and so you just, you're just, but you, just but you can't- spew it all over the internet, yeah. Right, so. but you can't argue in good faith from the truth and arrive at a social justice position. So you have to then start to think to yourself, well, where instead are these things actually coming from? And very often the answer is their own sick dysfunction or guilt or whatever. So um, Chris Evans, who plays this pumped up, but quite weedy in, in, in a way, because he's always the one who doesn't want to fight. And also Captain America is Captain America's kind of a cuck, actually, yeah. when you compare him to, let's Iron say, Man. Iron Man, yeah, right? right. And, he's, and, and that's his character. It's supposed to be like that, because yeah. he used to be a nerd, right? And he, mm -hmm. and, and he still actually is. If you think about the other... Think about the other superheroes, right? Iron Man has invented stuff because he's brilliant, and he becomes an egotistical twat but he's accomplished something mm -hmm. so the other superheroes have, have maybe gone through some awful experience that's turned them into whatever or they were born with it or like in the case of the x-men it's a mutation whatever captain america is just a nerd who got injected with some shit yeah. and now has muscles mm -hmm. and and that's and the consequence of that is that he acts thinks and um, behaves still like a nerd like a loser mm -hmm. like a leftist you know he's a left he's He's a leftist in a Republican body. And so maybe, I don't know, maybe this is actually the perfect role for Chris Evans and we're all thinking, oh no, he didn't ruin America. Maybe this is Captain America all along. Um, and and perhaps, um, perhaps this is just right for him. I don't know what's going on in Chris Evans' real life, but I can tell you, you know, Hugh Jackman, homosexual, uh, you know, all of these, these hyper-masculine, they're all overcompensating. And that's what's going on with all of this. All of it. That's really that is uh, really interesting, and it kind of leads into right uh, what I wanted to ask you to talk to you about next. So you and I have both documented and witnessed the horror um, and the as the SJWs have taken classic movie franchises like Ghostbusters, uh, or you know not even just movies franchises, but TV shows, video games, comic books, whatever they can sink their crooked yellow teeth into. Um, yep. They just, uh, you know, in the last few years, have ruined two of the most iconic movie franchises in history. Ghostbusters. They have it. Don't grant them that victory. They haven't ruined them. They have attempted and failed to vandalize them. They would only have ruined them if their versions of them had been successful, and they're not. And the reason, the way that you know that they failed, because I just want to give you a little optimism, a little hope with this, because some things they do ruin. Absolutely. Some things that you know you got to you got to say, you know what? They took it. They fucked it up. It, it's beyond saving. Comic books, for instance, the whole comic books industry is gone. 
beyond it is beyond saving it's beyond help mm -hmm. when the movies run out of steam and marvel fatigue sets in which i think is probably already starting to happen yeah with uh, uh, captain marvel and all that stuff yeah yeah the comic book industry is going to implode because nobody buys comic books anymore they've gone so woke you wouldn't i don't know if you've picked up a comic book recently mm -hmm. but you know the female thor and stuff maybe you never would because you know you look like this but um but they're, but they're so so woke anyway um uh Sorry, I interrupted you. Carry on. Uh, but um, uh, it's just ironically, Ghostbusters probably did more for your career than it did for anyone who starred in that movie because of well, your the, review of uh, the movie Leslie Jones, the spat with Leslie Jones, did a lot and all for that. Me and it did Leslie Jones. I mean, what is Leslie Jones now? She's just that that woman who that some some somebody said she was ugly online and she threw a shit fit and got him kicked off Twitter and everyone's looking at her and saying, "Well, bitch, you are." Uh, and, and you always know when someone's career is coming to an end because they've turned themselves into a professional victim instead of just trying to be better at their job and trying to be funnier. Colin Kaepernick um, won. You know. <laughs> right, right. Because they, when they start to get awards, when they start to get um, – uh, when they start to be invited to host things, these things are sops. They're, they're – um, they're honorifics that are designed to make up for the fact that you lose work when you become too much trouble, even when they agree with your politics, right? Leslie Jones is never going to get like a massive net network show now because mm -hmm. she's just too much trouble. She's too hard to handle. She's too much. So instead, they'll like let her present award shows instead. You know, she's like on stage at BAT, whatever. So, but when, excuse me, when all is said and done, um, her career basically was on a downward spiral ever since that. But I did, I did just want to, to, to say don't lose heart because when their movies fail and people vote with their feet um they they man they, they, they don't ruin the franchise and the way that you know this is you probably um are too busy with real hobbies to, to go to places like dave and busters but i have a i have a young um stepson and if you go to dave and busters there's a ghostbusters video game in a big ghostbusters booth and the graphics and all the rest of it are not from answer the call they're from the original oh, so this and this is this is but this is what tells you you know they're very careful about it because they're not screaming it at you but but it's not the graphics from the reboot and if it look why would that be the case why would they not use the most recent one if the most recent one was really successful and modern and it was the one that all look, i mean the ghostbusters was in the 80s no one in dave and busters saw the, the original when it came out nobody um but they're, they're, they're even even in somewhere like that I'm just telling you, there are signs that, that they kind of want to sweep under the carpet and forget about it. And and that's good. The same thing will happen with the Men in Black reboot. I don't think they're going to manage to destroy the legacy of the amazing Tommy Lee Jones and right. Will Smith. and Will Smith, yeah. Uh, oh, there are things they have ruined, but it's typically, typically like TV shows or franchises that kind of veer off in the wrong direction. The ones that lurch um, dramatically over... The, the 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 social justice reboot almost always commercially fails and i don't think you can say they ruined the franchise there because go you know ghostbusters is still ghostbusters it's still there and they tried and they failed and they called people who didn't like it names they said it was all a straight white male conspiracy blah blah no the movie sucked it yeah. was shit and it same was thing four... with oceans yeah oceans eight yeah same yeah thing. I, I, yeah i saw the women's one garbage um you know a total garbage the reason is and the same thing for all these movies there's a sort of male camaraderie. It's like a like a platoon, you know, um, or a or a or a frontline combat unit. There's a certain sort of male camaraderie that works on screen, and it doesn't work when you try to map it onto girls because women don't interact that way. There will never be. Uh, it, it is plausible that there's a there's a male crime syndicate or a male crime uh, you know or outfit of twelve men who pull off these heists. It is not plausible that there are twelve women who do it. Um, with Ghostbusters, you can't take that magical foursome from the from the 80s um, and just make them all dykes and expect it to still work on screen. Because <laughs> it didn't. It doesn't. This isn't how women interact. Men tease each other like they did in the original Ghostbusters, you know, like taunting. That right. how men aren't. It's how they form relationships. Exactly. Women don't do that. Women are nice to each other in person and then cunty behind, behind the scenes, you know, like <laughs> sweet and nice, like, oh my God, I love that dress. And then turn around and go, like, that dress is fucking nope. hideous. <laughs> well, no, exactly. And, and if you don't, and, and, and the whole fun, the basis of those movies are the, it's the platoon movie. It's the guys on the front lines together, like thrown together. And this is, um, this is something anyone who's been in the armed forces understands. You get in there and you, there's, there's a guy from a rich family, a guy from a poor family, a black guy, a Spanish guy, two white guys. And, no one cares. No one gives a fuck because they're there 
to fight a war, to do a job. They tease each other. They rip the piss out of each other. They're mean to each other. But it's all a, it's all a way of, of, of strengthening those bonds. And there's women chemistry. Cannot, and there's chemistry there, yes. too. Exactly. Women cannot and do not form those kinds of relationships. So you can't take a movie like Ghostbusters or Ocean's 11, 12, 13 or whatever and just put women in it instead. That's why it doesn't work. That's why it was a bad movie. Nothing to do with sexism. Um, and, and so I don't think those franchises have been killed, uh, thankfully. Okay, I and don't. I want to get your opinion on Star Wars, the franchise as a whole, what Kathleen Kennedy has done now, to that. Now, there's before. a franchise that has been ruined. You think so? You think mm-hmm. so? With Episode Eight and then the Solo movie? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, 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 I agree. I mean, Episode Nine, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be very successful. Um, I've, I've, I've lost interest in them to the point where I have now kind of lost what's what. The first six I'm familiar with, so the original three and the three prequels, fine. The stuff afterwards and this new, like, the Rogue One and the Solo thing, I've actually, I can, look, I'm a dork. I'm a nerd. I am, I, I am. I'm a, I'm a geek. And I, I, uh, I have no shame in admitting to you, I fall asleep listening to old episodes of Star Trek Voyager. I, lo- I used to love Star Wars. I love Battlestar Galactica. I like The 100. I watch a lot of, like, like, Starship Troopers is one of my favorite movies. I watch a lot of total garbage sci-fi, right? Real crap. <laughs> right on, Absolutely. man. Me too. I I, I love Star like Wars. It's like being Star going Trek. in the background while I'm typing, you know. Especially if I've like I, Star Trek Voyager. I've cycled through the whole like seven on is it seven seven seasons. The whole seven seasons probably fifty times. I just leave it on in the background while I'm working, you know. Um, this is the only franchise I no longer even bother to watch the movies. I, I you know because because. The, the stuff that they introduced, like, oh, so it took it took Luke Skywalker, it is implied, at least months and maybe years, with with the, uh, with Yoda on, I can't remember the name of his planet, but months, if not years, to learn how to do basic stuff with the Force. But this bitch picks it up in an afternoon. Yeah, Mary and Sue. And she's sitting back. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And she's, and she's like, uh, oh, I got this, and flies the Millennium Falcon better than Harrison Ford. Like, what the fuck? It's just stupid. It's just stupid. That pisses pans off, and then they call us toxic for being pissed off about that kind of stuff. To say nothing about Leia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, the the little Mary Poppins back into the ship? I mean, my God. Let's let's not. This little, this little... Oh, you know, uh, mm, mm-hmm. and um, and one of them actually, Hell when she was no. shooting the gun, went pew pew with her mouth, pew pew. You, you actually, if you watch it, it's just it's 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 incredible. But uh, uh, let's just move on from that. Okay, so Ghostbusters, there's still you know hope. it's too upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting. there's one still my, hope. Star Wars is dead my, in the water. It's just one basically... of my childhood role models with Darth Vader, and I just can't. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's just it's. It's very upsetting for, for everything that's happened to Star Wars. So we've got to move on. We've got yeah, to move on. Okay. So I, I would like to ask you about <laughs> Roger Stone. He's a great friend uh, to you, to both of us. Yes. Um, the situation he is facing, obviously um, a, a pre-dawn raid with 27 fully armed FBI agents, night vision goggles, the whole wor- works. Meanwhile, mm. CNN had a camera crew. They just... They just happened to be there. Happened right? to be there. Um, so if it had been me, I wouldn't have known whether to give myself up or start jacking it. Just like, you know, the, oh, oh, hello. Um, <laughs> but, but, no, obviously disgusting. Um, we all know by now the, the thuggery and, 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 uh, and heavy-handedness of it all. I have to tell you, if Trump doesn't pardon Roger, Roger, I will be leading the impeachment efforts because that is so fucked up yeah. the guy is being accused of meaningless process crimes like mm-hmm. oh i forgot an email out of the fifty thousand you asked me about lying you to grilling the me, grilling me, grilling me. no i'm sorry excuse me i'm a grill 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 and one answer out of like days of testimony was wrong because he forgot one email out of fifty thousand from 10 years ago who cares um and the idea he's talking about you know he's talking to jerome corso or whatever it is alleged uh, and he's, you know, kind of saying, you, you're, you're an idiot, you've messed this up, whatever. Just normal things that people say to one another when everyone's, right. like, under the cosh, as you say. Exactly. Um, normal stuff that they're, they're trying to pre- trying, trying to pretend is, like, obstruction or intimate witness, inte- witness tampering. Witness. Give me a break. Give me a break. They said he threatened if- his dog. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Trump doesn't pardon Roger Stone... Um, He's dead to me. I will lead the impeachment efforts. And I truly believe because and, and you, know, you I, look and at Cohen, Manafort, everyone else have actually committed 
true crime, real crimes in the past. Now, Manafort, it's kind of unfair Nothing because... Nothing to do with Russia. Nothing yeah. to do with yeah, collusion. Exactly, exactly. Nothing to do with an election interference. Yeah. Nothing to do with the Trump campaign. Nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Manafort, obviously, dodgy as fuck. And, yeah. you know, who could really complain about a guy like that kind of in his comeuppance, whatever. Yet, this right. is like... This smacks of, like, Capone to me. It's like... I mean, maybe, maybe it's the other way around, but... Surely these... Surely these uh, special counsel, surely these investigations, investigations of this kind, should be limited in their indictments to things that are relevant to the original brief, right? This is such a, this is such a perversion of, of justice, the idea that you can appoint a special prosecutor or a special counsel or whatever it is. You know, um, this, this investigator who has an endless budget, no deadline. And the ability to just keep digging until he finds something on anyone. Let me tell you, I have a lot of very rich friends. And I have a lot of very famous friends. And I have some very powerful friends. And lots of uh, mixtures of, 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 of those three things. If you look hard enough, they'd all be in jail. Because everybody who runs a big company... Exactly. Or runs it, cuts a corner here and there. You we've, know, like, we've, all, we've all done shit. Let me tell you. And I'm not immune from it either. We've all done shit. And, that, you know, everybody commits crimes in their lifetime, especially wealthy people, especially successful people, especially famous people, especially powerful people. They have to because it's a it's it's part of the wheeler dealering of whatever. Of all of these people, it seems to me that Roger has done the least. Yeah. And all of his crimes stem from the investigation, the, exactly. the beginning of the investigation, nothing prior yeah. All exactly. be, get like questions and you know things like that. The so other guy, the other guys are like, you know, you didn't pay two million in tax. Well, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you know, there. But exactly. And 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 this is like when when the spe when 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 the, the the report comes back and it says no collusion, insufficient evidence to rule on obstruction, or I leave it to the Justice Department on on, on obstruction, and the Justice Department says no. To my mind, all of the indictments that have stemmed from that, understanding that the central planks of the investigation came up with nothing. Yeah, exactly. The, the underlying anything. premise was non-existent. So how can you obstruct a crime that was never... That was, wasn't committed. That wasn't committed. Now, and understand, oh. understanding that principle, anything that comes... Look, if you get somebody who's evading taxes for, for you know $2 million of taxes, fair enough. Chuck him in jail, you know. You got caught. Yeah. Uh, but somebody like Roger, who's you know, who's th these, these battery of, of bullshit indictments refer solely to the fact that his life was put through hell on the basis of a lie, of a hoax, of a conspiracy theory. These charges should be terminated as soon as the report comes back and fails to fails to produce an indictment for the original charge. In my view. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I will be with you if Ra if if uh, Trump does not pardon Roger Stone immediately. If he gets charged and he gets sentenced, uh, you know, spend a day in jail. Yeah, he should not. He does not deserve that. He's already had to move out of his home. He's already had to, you know, put his wife, his deaf wife, you know, through so much. Um, it's terrible. It's really terrible, and that's the collateral damage of you know of these 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 radical leftist prosecutors who are just so intent were so intent on trying to get trump on something so they use roger stone as a vehicle to try to do that roger being an admirable uh you know human being said i'm not going to bear false witness against this president and um and he's paying the price for it right that, now that's the other thing that's the other reason and, and I, I i'm sorry to say this but i fear my my worry my fear is trump doesn't have a good track record of looking after people who look after him he does not have a good track record of standing by his friends. And my worry is that um, he's not going to do the right thing. He's not going to do right by Roger. The, Roger has been probably close. I don't know because uh, it's not my business, but he's probably been pushed pretty close to bankruptcy um, if it's not inevitable at this point from all the legal fees. Yeah. He's, his life has been destroyed. Uh, as, as you say, all this stuff is true. He's a victim of a hoax um, of a of a of a pack of lies. If Trump if, if if Trump has shown no indication in the past that he's willing to do right by the people who have suffered on his behalf, if he doesn't do it here, I tell you, I'm yeah, yeah, I, will, I mean, it's, it's... I will in the streets for his impeachment. Uh, I've never I'll done be right there with whole, you. 
I have been protested. I have never protested. I don't think. Maybe I have once or twice for stories or something. I don't remember. But but I don't think I have ever just done it as a concerned citizen, you know, just out of nowhere. I don't think – oh, the only thing that – maybe I did at the at the slut walk, but that was really like a satirical thing, a journalist thing. I don't think I've ever taken to the streets on any subject. If, if Roger is not pardoned, um, I will be – I will be in Washington D.C. calling for Trump's impeachment. I'll be right. I'll be right. I'll be right there with you, Milo. As I will be, I will be as they say, over it. Yeah, because Roger is a world-class individual. I mean, he is such a kind person. He would give you the shirt off his back. He yeah. does not deserve this. And President no. Trump is the only one who has the power to put yep. it to to put an end to it. So. Um, just my final question for you, Milo. I know you've, I've had you for a long time. I really do appreciate it. Um, you have been banned from every single, uh, major, uh, social still media got platform. YouTube, still got YouTube, YouTube, YouTube and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> parlor. We got parlor, uh, still. Yeah, no, I'm on that. And then, and then Gab and Telegram, which are emerging. I mean, nothing really counts. Um, nothing's in the same league. As, I mean, I, I, the combined number of fans I've lost through the bands is over 4 million. It's, so just to put it in perspective, and I don't want to shit on anybody because they're all my friends, but, you know, Laura, Roger, all the rest of it, none of them come close to the size of, I mean, you know, the, the size of pages and, and the reach and the influence, which is, of course, why they came for me so hard. Um, you know, I love them all and they're all my dear friends. But, you know, we're talking like two, three hundred thousand versus two point five million on Facebook. You know, those kinds of numbers. That's what I've lost my whole life, my whole business, everything. Yeah, and, and it's incredible that you continue to uh, to fight and to push and to I mean, and and what are these social media platforms like, Milo? What is Facebook like? Can you is there any way you can appeal to them and be like, hey, why do I can I not have a Facebook? Why would you Why would you Why would you want to? I mean, look, we all made a strategic error and we've got to eat it. We've got to acknowledge that we made an error. We handed over distribution of our businesses to people dedicated to our annihilation. We have to. We have to look. Only there are only two ways out of this. Either something like the Hawley um, legislation that makes uh, social media companies responsible for the content on their platforms, which will mean that they're sued out of existence overnight, which would be fine by me, or um, we just leave. And so this is why I've been pushing for more conservative figures to be banned. I want everyone banned. I want uh, Crowder. I want Shapiro. I want Dave Rubin, Joe Rogan, I want everyone banned because it's only at that point that I think the base is going to rise up in enough revulsion. It's only at that point the donor class is going to wake up and realize they're not going to stop with Milo and Roger and Alex Jones and all these people we don't like. They're going to start coming for people we do. It's not until then. And the first signs of it was Crowder recently, but but he didn't lose his channel. Um, YouTube wisely took a step back at the last minute and said, you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna nuke his channel because it would because they knew that it would unleash a war. And they didn't want to be the ones to unleash that war. Right, yeah. He talked um, I heard him talk about that, yeah. Right. They stepped back from the brink. But one of these social networks sooner or later is going to do something like Twitter will ban Trump permanently. Something like that, right? Something like that will happen. And and I'm and, and I need that the... Well I need that day closer. And you might think that's not you might think that that's um, implausible. But no, give it another year. I don't think it's impossible. I, I give it another year when they have banned Crowder and Shapiro and all the rest of it from YouTube, and Facebook's got, you know banned a couple more. And Coulter perhaps has been banned from Facebook for posting, for, you know, for something that she didn't even post that her team did or whatever. You know, then you get to a stage where everyone's kind of closing in on the president. Then we get into the election. Will Twitter ban Trump uh, since they think that they put him in office the last time? Quite possibly. And, and you got to remember also, or from shadow a, ban, find some way to. Well, you from know. a business, well, they're already doing all of that. Yeah. Uh, from a point of view, um, here's a, the the problem for this is politics is really small business. The news business is this big, and the entertainment industry is this big. The only people that these companies need to keep happy to stay in business and stay profitable is Hollywood, the music business. Like they don't need to worry about about Republicans being annoyed with them. They don't really care. Um, it's not a big issue for them. Like managing the big stars on their platform is a big issue for them right politics is nothing but trouble for facebook they got they get hauled before congress it drives distrust on the platform they have to build all this weird like crazy technology to work out which you know which ads are paid for by whom blah, blah, blah. politics is nothing but trouble for facebook they would be much happier if it was just laundry detergent taylor swift and your family in your newsfeed Zuckerberg will be way happier with that. 
So what you have to understand is that they resent anything overtly political, right or left, from the start. And then they picked a side, and that is left. They just don't care that much unless it unless it gets to the point where it, it produces a serious risk to their business. And that's why the Hawley um, bill is so important. Of course, it won't go through, but it, stuff like something like that one day has to, you know. Um, and, and, and so, look, we made a mistake. We handed over distribution of our message and, and, and of our business and of our products and all the rest of it to people who, wanted, who, who would be perfectly happy if we dropped dead. We need to do now what conservatives and Republicans did 20 years ago when they realized that TV wasn't going to work for them. They created talk radio. And talk radio sort of insulated against the crazies because nobody really, like, nobody on the other side listens to it. If you're on Twitter, you can go and annoy a liberal journalist and, and, and get their attention and, 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 and create mob and all the rest of it. On talk radio, I mean, liberals don't even know how to tune into talk radio. If you, if you go into a college campus and, and, and get, you know, walk up to the average student or professor and say, do you know how to listen to Rush Limbaugh? They will have no clue. Yeah. Yet the guy's got millions of listeners. And arguably, you know, Michael Savage and Rush Limbaugh, if they teamed up together, could influence an election one way or the other by telling people, telling Republican voters not to vote for a particular candidate. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Levin, right. too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, him too. He's, he's, a, he's a second tier against the other guys, but he's still yeah. very, very big. Yeah. Now, um, here's the thing. We need to just do the same, but with our own network of uh, our own tech, our own websites, give up on social media. It's not for us. Social media is not for conservatives. Just give up on it. What you need, you need to go back to email, SMS, stuff that no one can take away from you, right? I mean, even then, they're going to send all of our emails to spam, as they do mine already now. Um, they're, they're, sooner or later, they're going to block the SMS. Something will happen, like the Christchurch thing. You know, in New Zealand, you can't access 4chan and 8chan because the, the ISPs now block it. It won't be long before Comcast blacklists Infowars. So that if you have a Comcast internet connection, you cannot get to Infowars on your phone or nothing. And all this will happen, right? This is all coming down the runway. This is all that's going to come next, right? Not this election, but the one after. Mm -hmm. But to prepare for that, you need to rebuild and retrench and pull those tentacles back in and get banned off social media. I beg you, if you're watching this and you're a conservative, please get banned. And when you get banned, don't go back. Go build something somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult for, you know, for the little guys who are trying to, you know, trying to make something and then, you know, Facebook just keeps punching you in the face. Um, so what would your, but you're not making anything. You're, yeah, exactly. you're, creating, you're creating value for Facebook, not for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they will never I, let you make, they will never let you make money. They will never let you grow so big enough that you're dangerous. They will not allow, look, the best you can do is have content on, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And every single time you do it, say, please, the only way to the only way to follow me is email. Sign up for my email list. Sign up for SMS alerts. Yeah, just put that in the uh, put that and in the, no, in the title. knowing that any day they could just say, what? you're gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not have have a have a basically like a uh, like a lifeline or you know like it should, so, be, it should be a backup. It should be a a backup luxury, but don't base your business on it. Don't rest on it. Don't count on it. Don't pay your rent. With with YouTube advertising money, because tomorrow it might not be there. Right. You know, yeah. you can't. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. With the way they're just actively just just, just chopping conservatives' heads off. So with absolutely no, yeah, no. And Google, I think, is the scariest because you know they control mm -hmm. the search results. They're more mm -hmm. powerful than any country in this world. I mean, they have twenty thousand people, something like that, dedicated just to search optimization. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so I think somebody, did you're, a test. you're right about that. You're right uh, about that. They, yeah. they are, they, I mean, they do have in terms of GDP, number of people working for them, influence the number of lobbyists they have. I mean, they are like a medium sized country. Right. And the, um, ability, uh, to, you know, just when you type in Donald Trump and then you, all you get is Nazi, fascist, racist, this blah, blah, blah. And then you type in Democrats. Well, you know about the inventors thing, right? If you type in if you type in American inventors into Google from America, you will get a sea of female and uh, black faces, people you've never heard of who invented weird, abstract, uh, weird, weird, obscure little components for fridges and things. If you type in American inventors from Mexico or with a Mexican VPN, you get Edison, Bell, 
you get all the actual American inventors who actually invented stuff. But because they're white males, Google has gerrymandered the search results to exclude them, to to uh, to, to give a, a, a spotlight to people of color and to women. Yep, There's a blog yep, about yep. this. I, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've never heard of any of them. There's no. nobody on there who invented the light bulb or electricity. It's all obscure weirdos and and you can there's blog posts about this of course everybody gets their own individual google search results so you can't i can't tell you exactly what you're going to see yeah. um but 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 go look at these uh, blog posts where people have have put on like a mexican vpn and done the same search and you get people you've heard of who invented stuff that you actually use rather than some black guy who in 19 you know 25 invented a minor component to a fridge mm-hmm. or you know fell on a box of crayons and drew the plans for a condenser mic um you know it just it's it is astonishing the extent to which this this guide to reality that we have in the form of Google is distorting it, rewriting history. And that is what totalitarian regimes do. They lie about what happened to control what hasn't happened yet. And it's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Can you imagine? And they always think they're doing it for the right reasons. Right, exactly. Yeah, for the greater good. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if someone typed in Planned Parenthood and they got Margaret Sanger, um, eugenicist, wanted to stop black people from yep. having children? Yep. Uh, Hitler yep. got his idea from the Final Solution. I actually, um, you know, stormed the stage at a gun rally in D.C. Uh, a few months back, and uh, you know, they because they were saying no more dead kids, no more dead kids, and so I went up and said, what about the seventy-four million babies that have been aborted by Planned Parenthood since their inception? Um, and by the way, the, you know, it was founded by a racist who hated black people. So and, you lumed them. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I got on the I got on the gateway <laughs> I, I, pundit. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, I that hate was that it, I hate that it's catching on because I hate anything catching on that the, the, the founder of it tries too hard to make catch on. But you have to hand it to her; she's earned it. She, yeah, she, she yeah, yeah. Earned, I mean, she's done. done yeah, she's, she's done, done quite done. like the Bill Clinton or the James Comey. No, but it was like course. it was like. Stop trying to make Lumid happen. Lumid's not going to happen. And then, of course, now it has because she, she's earned it. She's earned it through sheer force of will. That's why I love her so much, you know? Yeah, um, she, she just, yeah she's she a wild one. She's, she's a wild one. She, uh, yeah, she gives no... She's, she gives a, she's a Rottweiler. She's a Rottweiler, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, and she will not stop coming until the until the, until the toy is dead, you know? Um, that's, that's, why love, that's why we love her. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, Milo, hey, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been an honor to have you. Um, always, you're always, always a pleasure to speak to somebody so beautifully dressed. Oh, um, thank so you. it's a wonderful, wonderful outfit. Lovely, just lovely, very beautifully turned out in every respect. So uh, it's, it's been, it's been a joy. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, if, um, if you have any, I, on thoughts, the other hand, I'm wearing my pajamas. Sorry about that. Well, Hey, Hey, <laughs> you, you, Milo, you have a way of always looking fresh. You know, you got the cross, you got the shirt. Yeah. And, uh, and I like I the mean, little beard. Uh, I like the beard thing going on. Um, you know, I, I got, do a little, I, little I do a little something. something. I'm, I, I held off from shaving it because I, I was, I was fearful of being out alphaed by you. Um, cause I, cause, <laughs> because, because, because no, I know you got a little stubble and everything, and I knew you'd have a little sharp haircut. And I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna dress up as well. What do I do? Oh, I'll leave the beard on. So look, take that as a compliment that it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Milo, if you have any final thought, uh, final words for the audience, um, yeah, we love. I you. do. Uh, pick your five favorite conservative uh, media figures and start systematically reporting them for hate speech on every social network. Get your favorite people banned. Please go out there and do it. Sounds crazy. Sounds counterintuitive. But I ask you, when have I ever been wrong before? This is what we need. We need people angry. And they're not angry yet. I don't know why. It's been years. <laughs> They've lost the, we've lost all the interesting, all the, uh, we've lost all the interesting, provocative, persuasive people. Just ask yourself which side of the divide you want to be on. You want to be on the side with Gavin, Alex, Milo, Laura, Carl Benjamin, Paul Joseph Watson, this guy. Uh, you know, you want to be on that side, or do you want to be on the other side? If you want to be on our side, you need to accelerate, as they say, it's accelerationism. You can go look it up. You need to accelerate the day in which the entire American right is just thrown off social media, because that's those are the conditions. That's the Goethe-Demerock, the Ragnarok, from which the talented will rise again. So please pick your five favorite conservative media personalities and go and start reporting them for hate speech. 
get them banned off all the social networks. I beg you, it is for the best. It feels crazy. You feel dirty when you're doing it, but trust me, it's for it's for the good of for the good of America, for the good of freedom, for the good of uh, of all the things that you love and cherish and care about. Because we're at a moment in history now where Trump will get in next time. What happens after that is anybody's guess. Mm-hmm. And we need a strong, vibrant, conservative media ecosystem. And at the moment, it is in pieces. Right. And it can only be built from the ashes. So please set fire to things because we need you. Thank you. All right. Now, uh, whether you agree with Milo on these issues or not, you cannot deny his incredible range of knowledge and his never-say-die attitude. All the things that Milo has been through, he is still... Um, out there fighting. Uh, thanks to Milo once more for coming on the show. Conservative Talk is in the works of being a weekly show on Major League Liberty. Time and date to be announced, but stay tuned for the show that mocks feigned moral outrage, interprets leftist doublespeak, and shatters the fake news filter, providing you with the facts. No lies, no spin, no agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, this will always be the conservative alternative. And remember, Liberty prevails. With that, I bid you good night. Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment.